Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. That's right, we're live on YouTube and on Facebook Live. So if you're just listening to us in audio form and ever want to check us out on YouTube, go to YouTube.com, search BTSC Steelers Radio. We have a great community there at Facebook. Just search Behind the Steel Curtain. We have over 100,000 followers on that platform. And you're going to notice if you're watching us live that there's only two of us. That there's no third. Uh, I'm joined by Dave Schofield, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. What's up, Dave? How are you this uh, this evening, night? What's up? <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> good. I'm fine. I'm 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 ready for week one. Let's get there. Right, we are too. I think everyone is. And uh, no, no, Brian Anthony Davis. He's a little under the weather tonight. I said, hey, Brian, if you're not feeling well, um, this is the week to take off. It's like a bye week, so there's no previewing an actual game. We're just talking about stuff. So uh, Brian's taking the night off. He's been busy. He's been working hard. Uh, we had some big news on the podcast platform recently. Uh, the month of August was our largest month ever for the podcast platform, and so that's huge news. Uh, that that is all. I mean, that that's think about that. That's just the preseason. Um, no real regular season games. It beat last November. So. Um, Dave, you're a big part of that. Anything you want to say about the podcast platform? Hey, we. It doesn't matter if people don't listen. You know, no, that's right. what it's all about. It's we, we say yay. That's not. It's not about us. It's about you. Yeah, it's about for you sure. For listening and and caring and buying into and you know checking out BTSC, whether on the podcast side, on the editorial side, or hopefully both. And yeah. hopefully, we are your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, and if you didn't know about the uh, audio platform, anywhere we get your podcasts, all you have to do is search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. You'll find us, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Pod. doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. So just want to make that announcement. And Dave, I want to give you a platform to talk about a little giveaway we are doing. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I know you previewed this on the Scobro Show, and I'm sure the people on YouTube have heard it a bunch, but it's worth uh, reiterating. So go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, I for, I even, I'm so glad you remembered because I forgot to remind <laughs> you before we started that, yes, we are doing our, once again, third annual. I, we got to say third annual because it's our third time. We've done it each year where yeah. we are doing a, a survivor pool. I came up with this idea because, you know, I know Andrew Wilbar this year did a, did a, a BTSC fantasy football. You only have so many people that can do that. With this, we can have as many. We just start making, you yeah. know, at first, I thought we could just have as many as we want. Then I realized you got to cut off each league at a hundred. We're in the league two already, and it's nice. filling up. So we, but we'll just keep making new leagues. All the people that would like to do it, everyone's invited. Just ask that you only do one entry per username. Um, we don't even have an age requirement. You know, if you've got if if you're under eighteen, it's okay. We just got to give the prize away if you win to an adult. Um, and for those of you that don't know what Survivor Football is, real quick. Week one, you pick a game. If that team, you pick one team. If that team wins, you move on to week two. If that team loses, you're out. Then you go to week two. You got to do it again. And the only stipulation is you can't use the same team twice. Once you use a team, you can't use them anymore. And if you make it far enough and we get to week 15, then you got to start picking two teams every week. So uh, the first year that we did it, we didn't make it that far. Last year we did. Last year we did. But um, this year, the prize is an autographed Joe Hayden football. 
I feel bad because <laughs> I had it here on for the Scobro show oh, to show yeah. it, but I don't have it yet. So what what what's what is it, Jeff? No, I'm laughing because of the, it's like what you said. It was the when the day that we ran the article on the <laughs> yes. website announcing it's a Joe Hayden autograph football, which is really cool. I mean, we've yeah. had some big name players. We had Marquise Pouncey last year, I believe. Uh, two um, years ago. Two years ago. I'm sorry. No, yeah. no, you're right. Last year was Pouncey. Last year was Pouncey. Who was it two years ago? Uh, David DeCastro. Okay, so we've had some big name players yeah. that were giving away autograph footballs. And then the same day, I had to write the article about how Joe Hayden's like, yeah, about that extension. I'm just going to test free agency after and, the and They were too far away on numbers. Yeah, for sure. You know that's what it is. Yeah. But he's like, Joe Hayden's like, hey, if that's all you're going to offer me now, then yeah, let's wait till next year. So yeah, the problem was, no, it wasn't just the same day. It was the very next article. <laughs> <laughs> the very next article was the contest. Mwah, mwah, mwah. You did the one about <laughs> I just that that was funny, but um, but yeah, it's lots of fun. Make sure you get in there. A lot of the BTSC staff is in there. I tried to get all of us in the first one, so the people that signed up first got to be with all the staff, but they didn't all listen. I don't know. Does is Coach Mister Captain Blue Checkmark even in there at all yet? I don't. You even know. know, I don't know. I talked to him today and just didn't even think about asking him that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so I'm not sure if he's he'll get in one of them. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure you get in there. But I'll go ahead if you're listening right now on YouTube or Facebook Live. Um, I'll go ahead and give you the info to the league that's left right now. I got to say, I think there's uh, about 30 spots left in League Two. Um, yeah, there's 31 left in, in in the second league. As soon as it fills up, that I'll just update the article with the third league. Yeah. But right now, if you would like to enter. I got to look at this here. You could go to um, Yahoo um, Survival Football, and the group ID number is 15405. Hold on. It's 15405, and the group password is all lowercase steel curtain. So if you're listening now, you could even go get in there right now if you have What is the password? Steel curtain, all one word. S T E E L C U R T A N. Is that case sensitive? It is case sensitive. It's all lowercase. And it's funny when I did this one Scobro show, I said, Oh, I got to make sure I spell curtain. Right. And then I didn't, I somehow I skipped the R <laughs> and that's Yahoo. Yeah. That's, that's Yahoo. the other way you can do it. You can go to behind the steel curtain.com. And I think right now it might, it's in our top six articles that you can see it right there. It's got the link right in there. You don't even have to, type in the number or the password if you go to the link in the article it'll just load it right up and you can just good if you if you if you're signed into yahoo already if you have another yahoo account it'll already have that in there and all you have to do is join it's really simple to do so i mean this is free that's another yeah. thing like it costs nothing so like if you're just looking for something fun to do with a, a pretty cool reward it's not like hey we're just doing it for bragging rights i mean you can win an autograph football so yeah. Go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. If you're listening in the audio side, we'll have the article up there every day so that you can see what it is, get all of that information. Uh, anything else about that, Dave? I think I talked more than enough about it, didn't I? <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, I feel like we need to celebrate a little bit. I feel like we need to pop some champagne or, or something like that, or maybe it's just <laughs> me because – it, people were talking about it in the live chat already, and someone said it's a good thing that the autograph football wasn't a Jordan Berry autograph football. Well, first and foremost, I don't think those exist. Number two, um, he's no longer even a potential to return to the Steelers after he was released. He got signed by the Minnesota Vikings today, and good for there, him. Well, sure, he kicked well. I'm not. I don't want to take anything away from his preseason. If he's in the dome, that's a great place for him. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Oh, really? But no. And so everyone's like, oh, he could still get cut and come back. It's like, you know what, people? Like, this is this is what my Twitter meant. 
You know, <laughs> I, I didn't even say it. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> hey, this is what my Twitter mentions are. My Twitter mentions are literally like, hey, Jeff's got to be so excited to see that Jordan Mary signed with another team and he can't come back. And then there's all the always those people which are indicative of the negative Nancy Steeler fans like, well, you know, there's still a chance he gets released. It's like, come on, guys, like give me a break. But still, but good luck to Jordan now, Mary. Which I mean, he, quit did he replace? Uh not I can't Dustin. remember. No, it's not Dustin, it's the other one. Yeah, Bre- Bre- sort of the B. I can't remember. Brennan, it up. Brennan no, or something. Brennan. But it's funny because I, I, who was it? Someone on Twitter, it might have been Mark Kabali, said something about okay, so um, Jordan Berry gets re- gets replaced by 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 Dustin Colquitt. Dustin Colquitt then gets replaced by Jordan Berry. Jordan Berry gets replaced by Presley Harvin. Jordan Perry then goes on to replace, was it Brandon <laughs> Colt? I'm like, don't even say about bringing in a Colt here. No, we love our our big press. We love our thick kick. We love our, I'm not even going to say Brian's name. There's a big hero know, six is another hero good six one. is another good one. Yes. Let's now we, we love you. Get the job done. Just get the job done. That's all I got to do. All right. I do want to talk to you about one other thing, which is kind of news-based that I want to get your take on before we get into the crux of this podcast, which are impact players that aren't really being talked about right now. Mm-hmm. I want to get your thoughts on Carl Joseph. So Carl Joseph, if people have not been paying attention, was signed to the Steelers practice squad. The Steelers 15, because we don't need to use all 16 people on their practice squad. You, I told you why I think that's I know, I know. But still, he's on the practice squad. And then Jerry Bear, Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh post-gazette says well they're gonna promote him to the active roster once he clears covid protocols okay so dave my first question to you because you're analytical like this if he gets promoted who do you think gets booted from the 53 because someone's gonna have to what's your guess okay i'm gonna give you my guess and then i'm gonna give you my prediction i'm gonna give you my guess of what it should be and then i'm gonna tell you another reason why it could be something else because it's a very interesting story okay and that is I would say it should either be, it could still be Marcus Allen going on the IR. There just yeah. wasn't any rush to get in there. I I kind of messed this up a little bit because they everyone kept saying three weeks in the IR, three weeks in the IR, three weeks in the IR, which is true. But I'm like, wait, if they go on now and there's a whole other week before they play a game, does that mean only two games? No, it is three games. The reason that that's the rule is so that way you can't take advantage of the, the bye week. So if you have a, like throughout the season, so if you put a guy on IR in week four and your bye week is in week six, you're going to miss, you know, games, you know, four, five and seven. So that way, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't use the bye week to do something like that. But anyway, so putting him on next week wouldn't hinder that at all. He'd still be on about the same timeline. So that's still a possibility because we don't know how, was it hamstring? Something with his leg, with with Marcus Allen. Yeah, as a hamstring. Yeah, so that wouldn't shock me because they kept so many inside linebackers if that's still a move that's coming. Um, another move that could be coming is one like a UG3 or someone else that just gets cut from the inside linebackers. Um, that would be, I would think would be, I don't think they're going to bring back someone like an Arthur Mallette after releasing him from the 53 to then just release him again, because of if they had that in mind, that that's not the way the Steelers would generally do it, but it's not impossible to be that way because I don't know if you caught this on the Slack channel. I went back to try to get a screenshot of it and they had changed it. I was looking at the Steelers depth chart on the mobile app and they had, and they had Joseph on there. 
They had him hmm. at strong safety as the number two in front of Miles Killebrew. Wow. And I'm like, this can't be right. And there was a player missing from the depth chart. It was BJ Finney. And I'm like, is that the move that they're, they're, they're going to make? Is that why I went back and checked it 10 minutes later and Finney still wasn't there. It might've been checked changed ever since but joseph wasn't there anymore i'm like that's very strange that that was like that's that weird a little bit. that's weird so that's the only reason i would say that it could be somebody else but other of i think that the position to go with is inside linebacker where they kept six inside linebacker defensive line too they well could... they're down to seven now which yeah. is what they carried during the season last year right you're gonna get to it yeah. back i mean if you cut uh i mean uh, with Wormley healthy, that changes a lot of stuff. So Bugs, you could maybe make him expendable, or even Carlos Davis, if they weren't happy with him, that could be an option as well. But okay, let's now get to if Joseph is promoted, how do you see the Steelers utilizing him like that? Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Like the Antoine Brooks, like the Antoine Brooks Jr. He had the first shot at the slot. And I I think Arthur Millette has a chance, but I'm just curious how you think they'll use Carl Joseph. Yeah, I mean, is he from this? I'll be honest with you. I don't know a lot about him. I really don't because you know why? He wasn't on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I started to look at him a little bit before. I know he played at WVU. Yes. I started to look at him when they when they brought him in, and then I'm like, I don't know if this is going to happen. And I mean, he was a 14th overall pick in 2016. 14th they, or 16th, but still he was a first-round yeah, pick. Yeah, it was, uh, according to Pro Football Reference, it was 14th. Okay. And But also, who has a tendency to, to – to reach on pre- players early, that would Raiders. be the Oakland Raiders. I mean, DHB. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, Jamarcus Russell. I oh, would yeah. even say I I had pegged two years ago if they didn't trade up for Bush, the 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 was it Clellan Farrell as a yes, possibility the at Clemson 20? pass rusher. And yeah. he went what was that three or four? It was something it was crazy. Early, yeah, it was way early. So sometimes they have a tendency to do that, and I don't think Carl Joseph was expected by anyone to go that high. So I, but, and that might've been part of the reason why I struggled. I know he's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Terrell Edmonds situation. It's not his fault that he got drafted so early, but then he has these, these expectations heaped on him and it's just tough to live up to. You are exactly right. And I don't know enough about him because I had, I had someone ask me about it on Twitter and I'm like, I don't want to tell you and tell you wrong. I don't know that he would be the answer of strictly this is your slot cornerback and he's going to be in here all the time. I don't know that he's that answer because I don't know that Brooks was necessarily going to be that answer either. That's why they mentioned it. Like they kind of say like committee, but I don't really know that it's really by committee. Um, I could see him almost like what Marcus Allen was starting to, to show us um, in that. I didn't even notice until Jeffrey Benedict pointed it out in the Steelers final preseason game that they were using him, even though they were technically a nickel, he was at linebacker, but playing the, the, the in, in a way that the dime player would be playing. Um, I think they would use him in sub package, but I don't know that I could necessarily define exactly how they would use him. If you know what I mean? Yeah, and a lot of people point to the injuries of Carl Joseph. So I looked it up. I was curious um, about his injury history. And you know, he tore his ACL in uh, 2015. And then he had like 2016, it says there's a sprain, like a toe injury. And he had a groin in 2017, a hamstring in 18, and a foot sprain in 19. In 2020, he had a hamstring injury, but it only kept him out a few weeks. So, I mean, he, 
I don't feel like, I mean, the ACL is legitimate. That's a big time injury. We're not down, downplaying that. It seems like a, just a regular NFL player that's getting these hamstrings, groin, stuff like that. Yeah. So we'll see. And let's be honest, he's not on the active roster as of now. This is being recorded. So I don't, I don't want to jump, put the cart in front of the horse, so to speak. But any other practice squad players jump out to you, Dave, that they signed that you're like, oh, this is actually a decent potential here with this particular player. I'm glad they got Mark Gilbert there. Um, he was one that I was uh, one of the few I was concerned about him and Q from the U, which unfortunately they did not get there. And that is, I might be completely off here. I think that's why they only have 15 because they were banking on that one as a 16th and he got claimed off waivers. And rather than scramble and just throw anyone on there, the Steelers don't practice again until what Monday. You know, yeah, I think so. So, yeah. I mean, although they could get him up to speed, otherwise they could still, especially if it's someone who they had on their roster, they could take a little bit of time for that one. But, uh, but we'll see. That was losing Roche. I'm trying to remember who else. Who else was? But well, do you like Sims, the receiver yes. slash return man? That was the other one. Um, I keep getting them mixed up with the other Sims. You know, yeah. there was two Sims last year, and I, I don't want to get too excited over that. I, it's these kind of moves are intriguing because you're like they cared enough to get them from another team, but get them onto their practice squad. So I, I, I don't want to get too excited over practice squad guys because as soon as you're like, you're like, oh yeah, practice squad. Like, um, remember the 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 return of wait, I'm going to screw it up. What was it? Sutton Smith was that his name? Well, Sutton Smith, he didn't even make the team. No, but they brought him back to the practice squad for like one day. For one day. And then they were like, <laughs> he's back. And yeah. then they cut him. And then they brought him back a few days later for like a week and then cut him again. That is so but funny. Literally you brought him up. Day. On my Let's Ride podcast, I literally brought him up and talked about him today. It was just out of the blue. Like his name popped into my head. And I was like, remember Sutton Smith? Everyone was obsessed with Sutton Smith. It's crazy that you brought him up just out of the blue. So I I don't want to get – I like that Kevin Raider's there. Believe it or not, that's one that I really like that they could do that. You don't want to have to use – you know, a roster spot for four tight ends, but he's a guy that I could see coming up. I I also know there's been some other people, um, other, you know – people that do what we do that were upset about the Steelers at tackle. Oh, why aren't they adding a tackle? Where are they adding a tackle? You know, with Banner going on the IR. Well, first of all, they had to do something else at guard. They had no, they had no depth at guard. You know, those guys were coming back, but if you really want to look at tackle, I liked how Chaz green looked in the preseason. And you've got to think that if, that if someone gets dinged up at tackle, he's going to, I'm not going to be shocked if he's going to be protected for them a lot. And then that's someone that they could elevate if they if someone's hurt and they need a more depth at, at tackle to have on the sidelines just in case. Because I, yeah. I think he looked – I did not expect him to do what he did in the pre – you know, it's like, this, like, like Lance used to say, those dash guys – you know right. what I mean? He, you thought he, they signed him, and he was just going to be a dash guy, and he, and he did better than that, and he deserved the spot or the practice squad. All right, well, that's all good information, and so, and I don't want to be repetitive with these evening shows. I'm sure that you know <laughs> Michael and Jeffrey talked a lot about this stuff, so we're going to talk about something a little different, kind of thing outside the box, which we often do on the Steelers preview. And since there's no game coming up this Sunday, we're just going to talk about some players that I viewed as impact players so players that are going to have some type of impact on the team and yet have not been talked a lot about this preseason and so immediately for me it eliminates every single rookie like right off the bat because i feel like rookies have a a 
spotlight on them no matter what. Everyone's yeah. watching to see how the rookies do. And they had nine, and they were still all talked about a lot. So immediately, if when you're listening to this, you're thinking, okay, well, first we're going to go with the – no, there's no rookies on my list. I don't think, Dave, you didn't have any rookies, did you? No. On your list? Okay. And now Brian did give us a list. He's just not here to talk about it. So we'll go through his list as well. Uh, Dave, you and I only have one player, two, two. players overlapping, and Brian – I have one with him. So I'm going to start off no, and we'll I'm, talk. I'm, I'm checking Brian's. I have yeah. one with him as well. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll meander our way through this. Okay. I'm going to go with my first, which Dave, you have this player as well. And we'll talk about this. And that's Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Turner is a guy who I think is really important for the Steelers offensive line. He is the veteran on that group, but what was it weird? He signs after David DeCastro gets released and no one, has really talked about him since there were a couple moments where a couple people there at practice regularly said, you know, Turner hasn't looked that great. Kind of looks a little rusty. Uh, nothing more than that. And since then, nothing like nothing. He's not, I mean, what are his PFF scores, Dave? Have they been good? Have they been bad and different? Like what? I don't even know. We not haven't good. heard about him. <laughs> not good. Okay. Not okay. good. That's fine. Well, I mean, well, with the rest of the offense, there's plenty of other players in there that, that are, are worth. He's not as bad as Chooks, but still, still not. <laughs> he not also good. doesn't have a lot of snaps. He also does not have a lot 45, of 45, 45 snaps in four in four preseason games. Yeah, right? well, he only played in two of them. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying like there's not a ton of snaps there. Yeah. So I think he's ex- incredibly important and an impact player. If he can, and Jeffrey Benedict is comparing him to. Elder statesman Ramon Foster, meaning Ramon Foster in his final few years, who is still an impact player. Dave, why don't you go ahead and talk about Trey Turner and why he made your list? Yeah, he made my list just because, like I said, that he's a guy that is if he struggles, the Steelers are going to be in trouble. They are. And right now he hasn't really given any indication that he's not. I mean, if you look at his 2020, he struggled. If you look in the preseason, he he didn't blow us away. I mean, to put it kindly at times, but he is one of those players. He's a better pass blocker than he is a run blocker, um, at least recently. But there's all you still got that Pro Bowl potential in there that you're just saying, hey, can we get that out of him? Can he get comfortable and confident enough with this team that he can do that? Because think about it. I mean, what was the what was it? It was the August 21st was the Lions game. I mean, that's the last time he's been on the field. So he's going to have all that time still to make, to try to build up to, because if you're not confident in what you're doing as an offensive lineman, you're going to be a half a step slow, which is, which is, I would say, um, seven sixteenths too slow, if you know what I mean. So almost a half, which is way, which is not good at all. So really he just, if he gets fully acclimated and this is still what you get, then you might have to start thinking about if you have other options on the team that could, that could step in there more. Can an offensive line and can Trey Turner kind of get acclimated in jail in a, in a practice setting? Can they actually get that done? Can they gel in that setting? Cause that's all they have right now. You just mentioned it's been since early August that he's been on the field. So do you think, and you coached it, you've played it, uh, the offensive line, can an offensive line, if all of them are together, they're practicing day in, day out, they're getting after it, can they show up in week one and be like, wow, they look like they've actually got their crap together? Um, honestly, I'm going to say yes, as someone that mainly thinking of it as much from a coach's perspective, that 
like even just when I would be doing individual drill work, and when I say not individual, like we would break it down and do just like guard tackle scenarios where you would have a defensive lineman and a linebacker and you would have to, you know, practice who's going to block and do do these things. Even and then when you're out there just running your offense, even if it's against a scout team, bottom line is is that every snap you take in practice with the guys that you're going to be playing with is something that helps you to to develop more together and have an idea what they're going to do. Because if, if you're zone blocking and if he's zone blocking with the tackle, let's just say, and he's not a hundred percent confident, they're not just not on the same wavelength. You know, this should be one of those, those things where they come to the line. You don't even have to look at, you know, you ever had that thing where you, you know, all you have to do is, you know, a lot of times like, like, like with your spouse, all you gotta do is you just, something happens, you look at them, they look at you and you instantly know that you're both thinking the same thing. Yep. These guys shouldn't even have to look at each other. They should come up and they should see that defense and they instantly should have confidence that they know exactly what the guy next to them on your right and on your left are going to do. And practice helps that in that respect to, to gain that confidence and figure it out. No, you're right. You are right. Let's go to another player. Uh, we'll leave Trey Turner. And, and this is a player I had on my list. And so did Brian. That's Chris Boswell. Um, and it's good when you don't talk about your kicker. And let's yeah. be honest, Sam Sloman had no chance at all of winning. It was just a camp leg. We always have a camp arms with quarterbacks. Yep. He's a camp leg. But Chris Boswell, the, I'll ask you this because I can't. I can never get rid of 2018 in the back of my head. It wasn't that the year 2018 that he was. Yes. Dreadful. I mean, yes. missing kicks, chip shots. Because it was point. it was 2017 where he was coming through, and it was yes. like game winning kick, game winning kick, game winning kick. You know, oh, just get Boz close enough. He hasn't really had that. And then 20, yeah, 18. That that it, it just wasn't 2018 the same. was awful. It was awful. And then 2019 rebound. He had a good season last year. Yeah, but year 19 well. and 20, he hasn't really. He hasn't had to make those kicks. Right. That's why that's in the back of your head. Maybe because he when he when he had the I mean, I'll never forget the um the, the great hook and ladder to set up the Boswell kick to send it to overtime, and he just wipes out Oakland, right? In Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was that summed up the year right there that that he was having. And that was yeah, because that because that was 2018. And we haven't seen him have to come through with the clutch kick with with three seconds left on the clock or even a minute left on the clock. He just he just hasn't been tested in that manner since then, and you know enough to really instill confidence. But I'm I two years removed from that. I I think he's fine. I mean, he hasn't been talked about for a reason. That's because he's making kicks. Hopefully, Presley Harvin can hold the ball the way that he likes it. We'll see. Dave, give us who's someone on your list. Someone on my list, I put one, I put one Eric Ebron. Hmm, I put okay. Eric Ebron on this list, which is interesting because um things got pushed back a little bit this week with some of our stuff because of the 53-man roster and practice squad. Um, for those of you that are checking out behind the steelcurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers yes. Vertex is on Friday. It'll be out tomorrow. And it's on Eric Ebron. And it's actually on him as a blocker because there's people just People jump on narratives, you know, kind of like how, you know, Mason Rudolph, after he struggled in 2019, there's going to be certain Steeler fans. It doesn't matter what he does. 
you know, this preseason, him not finding the touchdown zone didn't help. It's never going to be good. You know, so one of those, just sometimes you have those players that you just get locked in and believe there's something. They believe that, that Ebron constantly drops the football, but almost all of his drops last year came after he had played more snaps than he ever had before and, and dealing with injury. So it was probably a, a, you know, when you have a nagging injury, sometimes your mind isn't quite as clear on with the ball. But then they also say that he can't block. If you looked at the preseason games this year, and this is what Jeffrey and I lined out, lined up, you can't say that about him looking at this preseason. So Eric Ebron's very important. And another thing, Jeffrey just did this as a side note for our article. He says, if you go back and look at Eric Ebron, and there were times when Rudolph and Haskins were in the game, he was wide open, and they and he just wasn't the guy they were looking at to throw the ball. They're like, Ben Roethlisberger is not going to miss him being that open if Matt Canada is using the tight end in that way. I think Eric Ebron could be huge for this team this year, but so many people want the shiny new toy in Pat Frermuth that they're there. I mean, people are saying trade Ebron, trade, trade Ebron. No, you, you need two tight ends. I think he's a guy that that's going to come out and have a much bigger year than last year. Well, for me, I, Ebron is the two for some reason. I don't know why. As long as I can remember, maybe it was when I was growing up watching Eric green at tight end, <laughs> but there is no prettier pass in the game of football to me then the beautiful touch pass down the middle, down the seam, over the linebacker, that right, right over the shoulder, or yeah, right, yeah, right over yeah. the shoulder, and they catch it and they run. And I saw a few of those Ladarius Green before he was hampered with his concussion oh, no. issues and stuff. And I love that. And so that's that's Ebron, like that's yeah. Ebron's wheelhouse. And yep. the Steelers did not exploit that at all under Randy Feetner, which they didn't do a lot of stuff under Randy Feetner, but still, that was one of them. I uh, for me, it was. I hope Eric Ebron has a big year. I, people want to cling to these narratives. Like I, I hope none of these narratives play out. For instance, I hope that we don't have to see Mason Rudolph. I hope that we don't see Deontay Johnson drop any passes. For some reason, Steeler fans, and it's not just Steeler fans. I'm sure it's every fan base. It's almost like some people are rooting against some players based on the fact that they, they want to keep these narratives going. It's really strange. Yeah. Ebron falls into that category. For yeah. yeah. I mean, just to throw out a number and I mean, Make sure you check out this the article on Friday at, at Behind the Steel Curtain. But everyone's always like, oh, well, Frere Moose a, bl- a blocking tight end and Ebron isn't. If you look at, you know, whether you like him or not, the PFF scores, Eric Ebron had a, was, was what was it? 21.7 points higher than Pratt Frere and run blocking grade of a 77.4 versus a 55.7. Wow. Eric Ebron was one of the top, blocking tight ends in the preseason he was he was seven go number seven going into week four and he didn't play very many snaps and didn't get that great of a score and therefore other people passed him he finished 12th in the nfl as a run blocking tight end and i mean you don't you don't mix eric ebron and run blocking tight end together we're we're told that that can't be but if he's added that to his game look out yeah, it'll be good. I'll tell you what, we're at the halfway point. Let's take a quick break. If you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, stay, stay here. We're not going anywhere. If you're listening on the audio side, head over to part two. We'll be right back after this break. Yeah. 